Brain Injury Today is sponsored by Brothers and Henderson Law and produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. I probably was hesitant the first six months after my mom's passing because I, I wanted the world to go away. But then I, I started realizing if some one person heard that story, then they would know about the Brain Injury Alliance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brain Injury Today, your connection to the brain injury community. I'm your host, Deborah Crawley, Executive Director of the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. Today, I'm excited to start another conversation with a core member of our community. He's a former healthcare worker, he's a stay at home dad, and he's just a really great advocate for individuals with brain injury, their family members, and ensuring that stories of brain injury continue to be told. Jason Donaldson, welcome. Thank you, pleasure to be here. Good, it's great to be able to chat with you, Jason. I've known you um, for quite a while, and I remember the first time we met, it was a very impactful moment for me when I really had just started work as the executive director here. Um, you became involved. Uh, your mother had suffered a brain injury and passed away due to that injury, I believe back in 2010. And Correct. we met shortly thereafter that. But tell us some of your story and your background and, and what led you to the Brain Injury Alliance. Um, my background at the time was I was a, a radiolog technologist. Uh, took x-rays at Harborview Medical Center. I think it's a uh, level one trauma for five states. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom suffered uh, an injury. Uh, she was hit in the crosswalk, uh, crossing the street uh, by a car. And really the only in- injury uh, she suffered was a scratch on her elbow and uh, a TBI. Mm. And so I, I found out about my mom uh, Later, uh, on the day of the accident, later that evening, I found out about my mom, and uh, she was admitted to Harborview Medical Center. Uh, She was on the second floor of the ICU. She she was in a bad shape, Uh, and there's good and bad at the time. Uh, The bad was, I got to see the images, and, and my professional background i i knew uh what i was seeing was not uh good yeah and so that was that was a hard a hard pill to swallow yeah and uh it, it, you know to this day I, I every day is uh december 21st would be 10 years so uh-huh. every i you know i still think about her every day uh i'll do something silly I'll do. I'll say something to the boys that I probably heard a thousand times that my mom said to me, or something like that. And uh, the hard part was all the years I worked in the ER, right? And and the years I worked in the OR, I I, I seen these images. I seen. I, I knew what a traumatic brain injury was on on a, on a film or on a, a screen. Mm-hmm. The hard thing was is especially when you're in the ER is you take the pictures and, and you pray for these people's 
lives, they're, they're going to get better. They're going to go up to the, the best people in the world uh, mm-hmm. up, upstairs. But then you're done. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you don't you don't have a follow up conversation with them. You don't you don't you don't find out about what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know what was going on. And mm-hmm. um, right, you, you, even me, the, the guy that worked in the ER and the guy that worked in the OR at the level yeah. one trauma hospital for five states, I didn't know what was happening. And at that time, what was the scariest was, what am I going to do after the ICU? What are we going to do? Right. It's a better way to put it. Uh, what was I, 30, late 30s at the time with a, a two-year-old son, mm-hmm. a wife that was working full-time, plus getting a master's degree. And, and we lived in a 700-square-foot house in Maple Leaf, which we thought was cute, right? <laughs> And I'm trying to picture where am I going to put my mom? Like, where am I? Because I knew, I knew, uh, I knew, I knew she was going to get the best care. But it was what was going to happen afterwards. And, right. and there was no answers. No one, no one can tell me. You know, I'm so used to you break a leg. Well, we'll put a rod in it, and you put it in the cast, and then you only know, do some therapy, and you'll walk again. Right. You know, right? There, there was no answer of what was going to happen in six months or eight months or, you know, a year and no one could tell me. And then, you know, there was no information. There was no, you know, that this was 2010. So the, the little bit of information I could find on the internet was just minuscule. Right. Really probably did more harm to my mental state than it did help it. Um, so there was a lot of confusion, a lot of, a lot of, I don't know what to do. And to this day, I still don't know <laughs> how you and I got connected. But uh, when I found out, found uh, the brain injury at the time, I think it was a association. We were, that uh, is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the first place that finally told me that this wasn't unusual, that right. I wasn't alone and I wasn't, uh, I had somebody to give me some kind of answers. Yeah, you know, we just didn't know what to do, and I and I still don't know how we got connected. But it was I remember the day vividly because it was finally some. I got to finally like kind of complain to somebody, <laughs> and and I got and I got and I got someone who kind of agreed with me, and uh, and it was such a a huge morale booster for myself. Uh, you're, you're kind, Jason. I, well, I remember that day too. Yeah. I, I we met over at the coffee shop right across the way. Um, yep. I remember. I remember where you sat. I remember where I sat. And it was a really well. Let's let's go back a, a bit because I think folks need to understand. Your mother was in ICU for five days. Did you say? Yes. And, and uh, she, total five days. And she and she did pass away. Yes. Yeah. So. I know how you you got a hold of us. You were working with uh, the firm of Adler Giersch, and I do believe that uh, your attorney recommends you you chat with us. And I I believe that's how we got connected. I yeah, think. that does uh, sound uh, yeah. right. Which is you know, folks learn about us many different ways. But you talked to me about being there, being part of the medical system, and still not being able to get all the information 
that you really needed at that time. And yes, 10 years ago, I mean, when I first started, it was totally not only a different world for the internet, but let's face it, 10 years ago, this country did not care about brain injuries at the level that they do today. I like to say a lot of things happened right around that time that really was critical for this issue having a voice because today people care a whole lot more about prevention, diagnose, and treatment of brain injuries, but not yeah. not so much in 2010, right? No, no, no. Uh, I remember one patient received a TBI and, uh, and it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't a big deal, but it, it just wasn't comparable to some other stuff that would come through the doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I agree with you now. I think it's, it's definitely drastically different. They look at a TBI just as at the same level as another traumatic experience. Cause we, we do definitely know more. Um, have gotten more involved in uh, uh, how that affects people who receive that TBI, but also the people around them. Right. Yeah. You were Mo is your mom, Maureen. You call her Mo. You were Mo's advocate. You were the only family member here. Your wife Sarah and Colin. You know, but really, you didn't have any other siblings or any of her siblings around at that time. And um, the help wasn't there. So you were the one advocating, you were the one asking questions. And even at a great facility like Harborview, you were getting some answers. I mean, they started to see what was occurring with your mom, but, but it was still, you know, it was still that time period of, you know, figuring it all out. And um, when you're in the cocoon of the hospital, we find this with with families all the time, right? All the time. And those who survived the injury, it, it still say the same as we were in the cocoon of the hospital. And then, yeah. and then what? Yeah. You, you have all this support right. in the hospital, right? You, you, someone's, someone's, you know, taking care of uh, food but, and so forth. And so there's, there's so many aspects of it that are overwhelming, once, once you real, once you, I don't want to say get comfortable, but once you get to that point where, all right, there's three nurses here with this, with my, my, my uh, you know, my significant person, they're taking care of her, they blah, blah, blah. Then you, that's the problem is you start sitting there and you and you start, you start thinking, you're thinking, all right, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep working? You know, I, I, all these things. And, and then it just comes and it gets heavier and heavier. And then, you know, all you want to do, all I wanted to do was go take her out to a, a bar and get a white Russian, right? Oh. <laughs> right. And it, so you're, 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 you just, it's been 10 years and it's, and, and I, can I can still, still remember. See it. Yeah. And your voice and I'm on a video call with Jason for our listeners and I hear it in your voice and I see it. And yeah, and, and this compassion that comes through. And also when you were saying reliving this, peace and telling the story and I've asked you to tell the story for many different reasons along the way sharing your journey I want to say Jason has always come to the table to share his journey and I think that's so important because it's helped so many other people but yes whenever I have heard you share your story as now and as when you were saying you know how do you remember this the trauma that's involved with that and I you know I 
I feel badly for that piece of sharing your story because I have asked you to do it many times and you're always so gracious about it and you really do want others to hear and learn. Um, but I, I hear that in your voice, you know, talking to well, you even today and, and I, uh, thank you. I probably was hesitant the first six months after my mom's passing. Cause I, I wanted the, the world to go away. Mm. And, uh, but then I, I started realizing, you know, I don't want anybody else to go through this. Even if I got, if some one person heard that story, mm-hmm. then they would know about the brain injury Alliance and they wouldn't have to go through that kind of wandering lost mm-hmm. looking for answers. And it's also a way I, I don't forget about Mo. Right. So Jason's a bike rider. And the first thing Jason decided, he said, I want to do a, a little fundraiser. And, and he started, riding his bike for the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. And the first one was the Capital it, 50 or something. It, uh, it was Capital Forest uh, okay. 50 miler. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, right around January uh, of, of, that would have been 2011, I needed something because uh, not to deviate from the biking, but Mo was, uh, there was not a, morning or afternoon that her and I didn't talk or, or do something. She was a huge rock in my life. And uh, when she passed, it, it was devastating. And that was probably my really, you know, besides grandparents or something like that, it was one of my first major losses in life. So the on, only thing that really got me away from thinking about it and just taking a break from mourning uh, was literally a, a bike ride. So I, 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 go, I used to call them therapy sessions. Nice. And so I, I go do an, an hour bike ride out in the woods and um, occasionally pull over and, and have some kind of mental breakdown. And I start crying and I, I would have to uh, like pull over to the side of the trail and, and I just gather, gather myself because it would just come crashing down like a big wave. Yeah. And I'd have these other bike riders that'd be on the trail and they, they would see me and make sure I was all right. And, uh, and then that's when I started, well, you know, why I want people to know about the brain injury Alliance and I'm just, I'm just this one person. I'm like, how can I do this? I can, I started thinking and my wife, Sarah, and I would come up with ideas and I, and I go out for a bike ride and then I come back, you know, and, and a couple of days later we'd be thinking of something. And then we find, I find like, well, why don't I just do like a bike race and maybe get some people to, um, donate money, you know, at least the brain injury, we get money or donations. So then I can, uh, you know, spread the word. You may, maybe yeah. another, another bike rider or something. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, we, I came up with the idea list. I'll do the capital force 50. And I reached out to you and mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I, I like to do this. You know, I don't, I don't really need you to do anything. I just want to have your permission and you were 100% for it and excited about it. Yeah. And, uh, I think we raised, I was able to raise, uh, 2500 yeah uh, a few thousand that, at least yeah yeah that uh, first uh that first that first year and uh i had a blast doing it and and i said well if i can do it this short a time i'll do it i'll do it one more time let's let's see i'll just keep doing it and instead we did it second time i think we raised uh if not the same but a little bit more and that's how the 
ball started getting rolling and and then you know came up with other ideas one other idea was well if i if i can raise this much money in one day for one day bike ride oh what would i do what if i did like eight days (laughs) so oh if people uh, could see me now so yes this evolved i just this is jason you're so wonderful uh I'm going to tell you from my perspective, and as you know, because I've told you this many times, but so Jason kind of thought bigger is better, and he was going to, he did, so he did ride across the state of Washington, and and then the year after that, we did something called, it was uh, Seattle Over Summit, where Jason also, with we got one other person willing to do this, rode their bikes. And if you're not familiar with Washington State Territory, they rode it over the summit between Seattle and across uh, the Cascade Mountains yep. in one day. And then the next day, they rode over another mountain called Blewett Pass, yep. which is in the North Cascades from central Washington up to a smaller town, Leavenworth. For both of those rides, either the one across the state, which thank goodness I could not see you riding every day because <laughs> I was so nervous every day, you'd have to check in, make you, made you check in and say you were okay. Um, I, you were in some very rural areas riding across the state of Washington and this was summer. Yeah. End of, end of summer, which I found out is uh, harvest time on the east side, which means large, large, fast-moving trucks. So. Well, large, fast-moving trucks and some of the hottest weather the state sees. So. <laughs> yes, it was. I, 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 there was one day I was, yeah, this is not a good idea because <laughs> so, it was hot, harvest time, and uh, I remember on the, on the ride across the state, I, I was sitting on a corner. It sounds like some song. I was looking at my map, and here comes this, I mean, you know, decked out to the nines, diesel Ford truck, you know, you know, like what the truck was actually, beautiful truck that was designed to be a farmer's truck, and it was a farmer's truck, Uh and he rolls up, and he stops in front of me, he goes, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm on my bike, I got a map, I said, well, for a bike ride, (laughs) so we ended up having a 10, 15 minute conversation. He uh, gained knowledge about uh, the brain injury Alliance and gained knowledge about what a TBI was. Right. Gained knowledge about, you know, and we, and we had a great conversation. He, of course, he's got a GPS internet uh, laptop in his truck and he goes onto the website and he donates right there. Wow. Jason, that's so and, great. But, you know, he, I mean, no one, you know, I, I'm sure the news is a little slow out in the farmland. <laughs> so he probably went and talked to, you know, five, five other people plus people and, and, and told him that he met this biker out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, so it was um, don't, just like that. And, and that's always been my kind of desire. It's just, I just don't want someone to go. And it's better now, obviously, but I just don't want somebody to go through that darkness. It was almost darkness because I didn't know what was going to go happen or what was happening or how to how to help or what to do or, you know, and I and I got to one of the 
I would say almost life. Well, it was life changing. Uh, I actually got to meet a uh, support group in the Moses Lake area. Oh, they're awesome. It was am- It really was. I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I was done. I was. <laughs> I. I think I. I had uh, ten hours in the saddle, and then uh, I uh, got a hotel room because uh, I, I wanted a shower and a cold beer. That's all I was asking for, and I actually got to have dinner uh, with with a support support group, and it was just amazing. Uh, it just uh, just the people. Yeah. Uh, their their outlook in life, yeah. regardless of how rough the road is and it was yeah. going to be, it changed uh, me on uh, looking at at the injury a little bit different, and uh, it was just amazing. Uh, some of the stories, and the same thing happened in Spokane. Another Spokane got to meet a yeah, group out there. A, you had a welcoming group for you there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I still, I still have the signs that they had made. Oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, I remember so, all of that. And I also remember as, as Jason was making his way, and I, I like this story, it made me laugh. As Jason, because I, I picture this in my mind, Eastern Washington, for those listening, can, can long distances between cities. It's very rural. There's a lot of farmland. It's very dry. It's It's only farmland because of the Columbia. So much of it is almost like high desert, if you ask me. Yeah. So Jason's almost to Spokane is how you told me. And you had uh, your your wife and the two kids were going to be driving over to meet you. And you had a tire blowout or something happened. And a huge, I had probably the worst mechanical failure you could have as a bike rider, which was uh, the rear derailleur like exploded oh okay i even know what that thankfully means. it wasn't being chased by a dog at the time because <laughs> uh in in eastern washington uh, there the i think the unwritten policy of farmers is you don't need to lease up your dogs and so <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of dogs angry you, at kept me you, kept you riding faster right yes well you said yes. yeah you had this derailing and you 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 had finally somehow gotten a hold of Sarah, your wife, and she was going to, you were at some, you know, off the freeway or off with a little, little road. And you said it was so hot and you found a telephone pole and you <laughs> said you were standing up and moving with the sun yeah. to try and stay in yeah. the shade of the telephone <laughs> pole yeah. as you were waiting for Sarah to come and rescue you because it was, pro- it was over, I'm sure, a yeah. hundred degrees oh, God. at that time. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. I, I was, <laughs> and I, which thankfully I wasn't as big as I am now, but it, <laughs> I was a little bit thinner there and I could get in that shadow. And it, what the was shadow it, the of weird, the pole saved you. She, yeah. yeah. She was only like uh, 10 miles away from me, which was, which was even oh, weirder. See, but, that all worked out because you were doing yeah. the good deed. You were doing the good mitzvah for the brain injury Alliance and all those survivors. And I love that you talked about the support group out of Moses Lake. Um, Jennifer McCarthy herself, a survivor leads that group. She's amazing. She's an artist. I, I just, she's one of my, you know, people I've met in the role of executive director. I will never forget for the rest of my life, both you and Jen McCarthy. And I, I forgot that you two had gotten a chance to meet. So I do like that. And I guess, you know, right now, as we do these conversations on the podcast, the idea is a chance to meet. So now hundreds and thousands of people get to meet Jason Donaldson and hear your oh. story. 
And so it, it's gone on. So now, you know, we have the Brain Ride, which uh, we continue to have as an annual event for the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington, hosted in the summer. Um, we've been in a number of different locations, but it's been this great event of bringing together riders. This year we added a barbecue, and I, it is a way to remember Mo because Mo's story is always part of the Brain Ride. You were a son who is committed to that memory and committed to making a change. And I feel like you have. You've done it. Thank you. No, I'm super excited about how this idea has over almost, what, eight, nine years has evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's great about getting away from the solo person, the solo idea. You know, we, I think the, not the virtual one, but the year before that, there was yeah. close to 100 riders, right? If you look at that, like in a restaurant review kind of capacity, right? You have one one person have experience at your restaurant, they'll tell four other people, right? And then those four, you know, those four, so yeah, that, good point. you know, we got 100 riders, hopefully those 100 riders tell four other people. So that's, you know, I can't do the simple math. That's Let's say 400, 400, 400, 400, 400, 400, right? sorry. But yeah. Those 400 well, people. If 100 more. tell four, they're telling right. 400 plus my original 100. I'm back to 500. Back to 500. See, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I failed, uh, <laughs> failed math. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what's the great thing. Is yeah, that, and that's how we do it. Exactly. Like, I wanted to get up on top of Harborview and start yelling, <laughs> what the heck? Why don't, why, why don't you know anything? You know, and, uh, and, and now that we have an opportunity to, that to continue to grow, because that that the awareness helps grow, the, it grow your support, grow the the, the support that families are going to need, and builds uh, a community um, in a kinder, gentler way, I guess, than screaming off the top of Harbor View. We found a yes. kinder and gentler way to it is and more, and more athletic and better for people. Because yes, and right, yeah. we've had over a hundred riders this year. We we went virtual, and. Um, it was quite successful. We had uh, almost 70 riders, even in the virtual world, all yeah. of, and all across the state. Many of them, you know, folks across the state who may have participated in the Brain Ride will now get to hear a little more from yeah. the inspiration, Mr. Jason Donaldson. Yeah, well, thank you. It's been a great experience. I'm, I'm super happy. I, I wish I could donate 24 hours a day to make it bigger and <laughs> you, you donate your time you've shown a light on it jason you've done oh. so much it's always any of us who've lost a family member our parents it's so difficult to go through it and you know as you expressed in the, in this conversation how difficult it was and how the memory of how difficult it was still inspires you to to inform others and to change lives and to ensure as we always say on our podcast, and I, and this is something I said to you that day, Jason, now that I'm saying this, is that you are not alone. And I'm, well, I'm thankful for you sharing your story. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brain Injury Today. If you want to get in touch with Jason, you can find his information in the show notes for this episode. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify. Be sure to give us a rating and share it with your family and friends. And as always, you can find support by calling our resource line at 877-824-1766 
or visiting our website at biawa.org. Remember, you are never alone and take care.